Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. How much more work do we have to do to catch up on what we missed during the pandemic? You know, for kids, that gap is very real. It took a toll on their mental, physical, and emotional health. And getting them to talk about it is one of the ways that you know we're learning about all this and helping them to really move past it. But sometimes we need help to make those discussions happen. Well, the Canadian Children's Literacy Foundation has been working on that. And Ariel Siller, the CEO, joins us now to talk about it. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Thanks so much for having me on, Simi. This is wonderful. Thank you. What is lost and found? So, you know, the pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic has been such a challenge for children and families. And so we developed this project to the Lost and Found program to address two issues. Children's literacy levels have dropped and we need to work collectively to close that learning gap. And often we talk about the effects of the pandemic on children, but the voice of children themselves in their own words is often missing. So the project is a coalition initiative. We work together with a ton of different groups and that was led by the Canadian Children's Literacy Foundation. And we created workshop toolkits. Then educators across the country use those toolkits to deliver literacy enhancing workshops. And since November, together we've reached 5,000 kids ages zero to 12 and that's in every province and territory in Canada. And then children participating in those workshops came away with a story to share, expressed in writing, art, and video. And now all Canadians can see the digital exhibition that features kids' stories um, at lostandfoundstories.ca. Oh, that's amazing. What kind of stories are they telling? What are they, what are they showing us about what happened to them during the pandemic? You know, there's such a tremendous, wonderful diversity of stories. You know, I think that one of the things that we've really seen is how kids can hold loss and joy at the same time together. And that's really an important life skill. And so there's just some really wonderful stories from um, BC and the Vancouver area more broadly. Um, we have um, particularly some stories from folks in Port Hardy talking about missing graduation, ski trips. Um, I really loved an audio story from Patricia, who is age 11, who talks about living with her grandmother in um, Guilford Village, where her grandmother lives during the lockdown, and having more time with family, but of course, also having a huge disruption in her life because she was no longer in her normal home. But so talking about how there were positives and negatives. And, you know, Isabel, who's age 12, you know, talked about going to the grocery store and just seeing the shelves emptier than she was used to and how she understood that her fear, but also other people's fears, was driving that kind of scarcity. So really a broad range of stories that speak to a lot of the, the experiences that people had during the pandemic. Ariel, is it usually a little tough to get kids of that age to talk about things like this? I think we it's really important to have structured and supported ways to do it. So I think kids want to talk, they want to share their stories and they want to feel that what they have to share is important. I think one of the key elements is providing a safe forum for kids to do that with educators who they know and trust, who are skilled at supporting children to do hard things. 
And so I think one of the key elements is providing a really important forum. And we look to do that to give kids a safe and structured way to share their stories. Is there ways that we can help them now, now that we know that clearly there were things that they missed? These things took a toll, didn't it? Indeed. You know, storytelling is a key part of how we make sense of our our lived experiences for both children and adults. And so part of helping kids move forward with confidence and energy into all that comes before them and us is really encouraging them to tell their stories and really listening when they do tell their stories. So, you know, we have we're lucky to have really talented and committed educators in all parts of Canada. And so as families, and we need to support those educators. We need to support our kids directly in sharing their stories and listening when they talk. And how can people get a hold of this kid if they think, well, this is really great. I would like to try this. Yeah, lostandfoundstories.ca has both the exhibition and also access to the kit. Any educator or really any family, if they wanted, could download the kit. It's free. It's available in a number of languages, um, including English, French, Anuktitut, Ojibwe, Cree, Inuaktin, and Arabic. Um, And one of the cool things is there's also a resource on the website that as a guide for parents as they and families as they go through the exhibit, asking questions like, which stories feel similar to your experience? Which stories feel different? How do you feel when you see this exhibit? So even if families don't want to do the entire toolkit, they can still really interact with this website and help talk about their experiences. And then if kids write something or share something that they want to share more broadly, there's a way for families and educators to upload those stories to the exhibit on lostandfoundstories.ca. Oh, that is so neat. Now, Ariel, you've also said, though, that too many children in Canada currently lack literate, the literacy skills they need to thrive. Like, what kind of skills are we talking about? Yeah, that's a really that's a really important and challenging point. You know, right now some of the data shows that about 30% of kids age six um, are not meeting grade level expectations, and for kids from low income households, that number is as high as 40%. And so when we talk about what that looks like, it means not being able to. Um, read information on the page, but also not being able to really understand what they're reading. And so there's both the decoding piece, like how to actually make sense of the letters and the words, but it's also the comprehension and understanding what is a paragraph saying. And so those skills are really related. And then, of course, connected to writing as well. And one of the really there's, a, there's key things you can do at every age and stage. So one of the really important things for little kids, so zero to four, is reading to kids, um, spending the time talking to them, reading to them, singing to them, having them become familiar with words, language, the constructs. And then for kids who are older, so five to ten, even older than that, continuing to read with them, not you know, not assuming that because they're starting to read on their own that they can just they're off and running, continuing to sit with your child, read with them, talk to them about what they're reading, asking them questions. So you read a sentence or two together and then think about what does that mean? What do you think is going to happen next? What happened before? So those questions around context are really important. 
But of course, we don't expect families to do this on their own. Educators um, are working hard at this, and it's really essential that collectively we support educators and the many community organizations who are working with families and children. We are lucky to work with Dakota Literacy Solutions in BC. We also have had a number of amazing partners who've helped on this initiative, um, BGC clubs um, like in South Vancouver, Center Island, South Coast have been involved, the Mount Waddington Family Literacy Society, um, the Mount Pleasant Neighborhood House, and South Vancouver Neighborhood House. All of these folks are key community resources, and they're helping families and children on their reading journey. Okay, once again, what's that website? Lostandfoundstories.ca. Sounds good. Ariel, thank you so much. Thank you. That's Ariel Siller, who's the CEO of the Canadian Children's Literacy Foundation. Uh, They've developed some great programs to help boost those literacy skills, to help kids tell stories about how they've been impacted by the last three, four, five years. Uh, And certainly getting those kids talking about those experiences is one great way to help them move forward, right?